Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 18 of Revelation chapter 3. And we're reading from the last half of verse 7. He that has the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. We've been discussing uh, these words in our last couple of studies, and we saw how the Lord uh, opens things in the spiritual realm, and he shuts things in the spiritual realm. And he does this uh, apart from the will of men. Men do not like the will of God. They, they're constantly against God's purposes and his plans. And if God says that there is a great door and effectual that he is open, you'll find men that stand against this. They dispute that. They argue with God. They, they say, oh, no, there isn't. And when God says, well, the time of the evangelism for this world has come to a close, and now I am shutting the door in order to begin judging the earth and all of the unsaved that have rebelled against me. Well, again, we find people that argue with God. They dispute with God. They they don't like what God has done. And so they say, oh, no, he has not shut the door they insist the door is open. Well, God here is telling us it doesn't matter um, when we get down to it what men insist upon. It does not matter what they declare is the case. It, when God has the door open, it doesn't matter if men say it's shut. God accomplishes his purposes. He did save a great multitude out of the nations of the world during that period of time of the latter reign. And when God has shut the door, as he has done, and he um, did not do this thing in a corner, he did not do it in secret, in, in um, some hidden way, no, he broadcast to all the world his intentions of what he was about to do. He forewarned all nations as he had the message of Judgment Day, May 21, 2011, brought into the nations of this world. And then he did what he said he would do, and he shut the door. And it does not matter that men argue about this and and say, oh, no, he didn't. Because men, people, have no ability. They have no power. They have no strength to to shut what God has opened and to open what God has shut. You know, when the Lord brought the flood in the days of Noah, he gave us an example of this truth in Genesis chapter 7. And this came following the 120-year period in which Noah was building and constructing the ark according to the uh, commandment of God and, and according to his will, as the Lord had forewarned him long in advance of an approaching end of that first earth, the first world, 
and he commanded Noah to build the ark. And so Noah did, and the Bible says that he built an ark to the saving of his house. And the construction of that ark was a historical parabolic picture of God's salvation plan because uh, all those that would find safety and refuge inside the ark typified the elect. And and Noah, the eighth, would be a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, the the one who builds the boat that delivers his family as as Christ was the one that constructed the spiritual house of God of all of those that he intended to save, all of the elect whose names were recorded in his book of life. And and so Noah um, diligently, busily is building the ark over the 120 years. And then it comes time that it's completed just as the house of God, the the temple made up of all true believers has been completed. And the day comes for everyone to get into the ark, animals and, and Noah and his family. And the Lord then guarantees their safety by shutting them in. It says in Genesis 7 in verse 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them, into the ark, they and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in went in male and female of all flesh, as God commanded him, and Jehovah shut him in and the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bare up the ark and it was lift up above the earth here we find the historical record of the time before the flood and when god brought the flood that destroyed the earth and notice the lord very carefully gives us the exact day that this took place following a seven-day advance notice uh, where uh, back in verse 4, the Lord once again came to Noah and told him specifically, yet seven days and I will bring the flood and and bring judgment upon the earth. Seven days later, on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's calendar, God did as he he said he would do and and yet before bringing that flood he shut the door it says he shut him in but obviously it was the door to the ark so that um no one in the ark could come out to to experience the danger of that flood 
and no one outside of the ark could enter in. What God has shut, no man can open. And it is a picture of the completion of God's salvation plan as Noah and the other seven members of his family are typifying all the elect safe and secure in Christ. The ark is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ and the deliverance that he has wrought for his people. And and they're, they're just safely gathered together and none of the awful wrath of God that's outside of that door, the waters that are rising and uh, ascending, lifting up the ark, none of uh, those waters will bring harm to any occupants of the ark because God has done this. Now, let's let's recall this because, you know, um, some have um, short memories and, and some conveniently want to forget. They don't want to bring these things back to mind. But remember, God said, yet seven days and I will bring the flood. And in Second Peter chapter three, uh, let me let me read that since we want to uh, be careful in remembering these things in second peter three god says in verse eight but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day now why is that significant because second peter three um, is a chapter that discusses the flood in the previous verse that come right before verse 8, you'll read of the flood of Noah's day. And then the verses that follow verse 8 speak of the end judgment day that comes at the end of the world. And, and God gives us this verse right in the middle to really link the two together, to draw the two ideas together because uh, he tells us, beloved, as he speaks to the true believers, be not ignorant. And to be ignorant is to lack understanding of this one thing. And when God says that phrase, one thing, he means it's very important that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Well, it so happens when we do apply that biblical formula of one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day to the statement to Noah in Genesis 7 verse 4, we go 7,000 years from the date of the flood in the year 4990 BC. That's when the flood occurred in the 600th year of Noah's life. And we know that precisely due to the biblical calendar that God has opened up from the pages of the book of Genesis. And and as we do travel that 7,000 years down through history, we come to the year 2011. And in the year 2011, and May 21, 2011, happened to be the date that ended the Great Tribulation's 23-year period. Now, that Great Tribulation 
uh, timeline was worked out well before that was even known that uh, May 21 would be the date that we would think would end the 7,000-year period from the flood. The 23-year period was um, was developed years in advance. But it just so happens that as the Great Tribulation began on May 21, 1988, and continued for 23 years until May 21, 2011, that the date of May 21, 2011 was found to have the 17th day of the second Hebrew month, as each Gregorian calendar date has um, an underlying Hebrew calendar date. And the Hebrew calendar date was the 17th day of the second month, matching exactly with the very date 7,000 years to the year earlier in 4990 in which God shut Noah and his family and the animals into the ark and shut out all the rest of uh, the inhabitants of the earth. And that, that, of course, is no coincidence or accident. It was God working these things out in this kind of perfect way so that pieces fell together like pieces of a puzzle because he wanted us to know that, yes, it is Judgment Day, as Judgment Day follows immediately after the Tribulation, and the Tribulation ended on May 21, 2011, after that full 23 years, 8,400 days. And, and the Bible says, immediately after the Tribulation of those days, the sun is darkened, and the moon does not give its light, and the stars fall from heaven. And likewise, God identified that particular date with the time of the shutting of the door, the door to heaven, the door that is Christ. As he says in the Gospel of John, I am the door, and the doorway in which sinners can enter from this world into the kingdom of heaven and experience the salvation of God now closed. Just as God closed the door of the ark after giving sufficient time of those 120 years, followed by the seven-day warning. God now had given 7,000 years from the point of the flood, sufficient time for all the people of the world to hear the day of salvation's cry uh, during the uh, church age and the the great tribulation's latter reign and so forth. And then finally, there comes a time when the door must be shut and God shut it. Now, no man can open that which God has shut. You know, the Lord says in Isaiah 24, which is a chapter that details the judgment of God on the earth, just as many chapters in the book of Jeremiah detail the judgment of God upon the churches. And, and much of the same language is used. And um, we, we read, for instance, in Isaiah 24, in verse 4, The earth mourneth and fadeth away, the world languisheth and fadeth away, the haughty people of the earth do languish. 
the earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The new wine mourneth, the vine languisheth, all the merry-hearted do sigh. The mirth of tabrets ceaseth, the noise of them that rejoice endeth, the joy of the harp ceaseth. They shall not drink wine with a song, strong drink shall be bitter to them that drink it. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. And here God is uh, letting us know in no uncertain terms that his judgment now is upon the earth. No one can read this chapter and honestly think that the church is in view. Again and again, God speaks of judging the earth, judging the world. Uh, it is describing his wrath in the day when the wrath uh, transitions from the church to the world, and that day was May 21 of 2011. And here in verse 10, he is identifying the world as a city of confusion, broken down. And he says, every house is shut up. The word every it should be translated as all. All the house is shut up that no man may come in. The house of God is complete. And now no other individual may enter in, just as the ark was complete. And then none could enter in but those uh, who it was designed for and built for as God built it for Noah and his family and the salvation of the Lord, the, the spiritual house of God is designed for Christ and his family of the elect. It also says here in Isaiah 24 and verse 21, and shall come to pass in that day, that Jehovah shall punish the host of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when Jehovah of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. And again, the Lord is using the same word shut up as he speaks of the unsaved people of this world. They're gathered together as prisoners are gathered in a pit. And this is because the wrath of God is now upon them. And this world has become like a prison. Once God shut the door to heaven, now they are held fast. They they are uh, their their eternal fate is guaranteed. None will escape. God has brought the condition of hell upon this world. And that's why, as the Lord here speaks of mankind being as prisoners shut up in the prison, that he says in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 25, and I'll turn over there, Matthew 5, 25, it says, agree with thine adversary quickly 
whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary, and that would be referring to God, deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence, till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. And that's what God has done. He has sentenced all of the wicked to a prison sentence, which could perhaps be a total of 1,600 days in which their life's blood is being exacted from them. They are held fast in the pit of the condition of hell that this world has become as death and darkness are synonymous in the Bible and God has cast the world into darkness, outer darkness, because they're outside of the city of God. They're cast out into this outer darkness and it is like a prison that is shut up, that God has shut, that none can open and they will remain until the last um, farthing is paid until the law of God is satisfied and the law will be satisfied perhaps once the payment is made completely as 1600 days from May 21 will bring us to 10,000 days of overall judgment upon mankind 8400 days the Lord judged the churches for the 23-year Great Tribulation period, 1,600 days, it appears he will judge the, the rest of the world, totaling 10,000 days of judgment. Then payment will be complete. It will, it will not be any more or any less. And the sentence, the prison sentence, will be finished. And then the Lord will be able to destroy the earth and the whole corrupt uh, creation and then recreate a new heaven and new earth. Well, here again, what God has shut, no man can open. And the word can is a word um, that the word in Revelation 3, let me go back there so we don't lose sight of the verse we're following. In Revelation 3, in, in verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. And, and God is indicating man's inability to shut what he has opened, or, uh, on the other hand, to open what he has shut. This is the power of God that is on display when he performs something like this in shutting the door to heaven. And and certainly no tiny, finite man will be able to open this uh, entryway, this portal into eternity, into the kingdom of God. 